6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Yes, into the final couple of days of the federal election, still pretty much a neck and neck race. Uh, the, the liberals started the election campaign with the lead. That's, you know, in the polling, that's why they called the election. They thought that they could get a majority. Uh, that lead in the polling pretty much evaporated within the first week. And since then, it has been really too close to call a call. But uh, lots of new polling out in the past 24 hours suggest the liberals might have uh, a bit of a lead right now. But again, with polling and um, statistical errors, you know, again, uh, neck and neck. So um, a new poll also asked you which leader is best to deal with the many different issues facing Canadians. You had a chance to rank the leaders on 16 different issues. Mario Conseco is the president of Research Co. He joins us this afternoon. Welcome back to 630 Chet in Edmonton. Great to be here again. Let's uh, let's take a look at those numbers. My goodness, this race, uh, you know, to, to watch the past five weeks, uh, you know, the Liberals called this election thinking that they had enough to get a majority. We saw uh, the, the leads in the poll disappear uh, for them almost, you know, within that first week. And it's been back and forth ever since then. What is your latest polling telling us? Well, what we see is a situation where the first couple of weeks of the campaign really allowed um, Erin O'Toole to connect with the electorate. Uh, he was helped in a, immensely by the situation in Afghanistan, which allowed a lot of Canadians to look at him differently, and he could say that he was a former soldier and he knew how to get things done. He started to climb on the foreign policy file. But uh, what we see in the final stages of the campaign is that he hasn't really been able to connect outside of the base on some of the other concerns that most Canadians have. And this is why we have at this stage the Liberal Party ahead by four points, uh, definitely ahead in Ontario, which, as we know, has uh, most of the seats. And this could certainly lead to a situation where the color of the government uh, is really tinting more towards red, uh, but it's definitely not the grandiose scenario that the Liberals imagined when they decided to pull the blog on their own government. Mario, when you take a look over the past five weeks, we've heard over and over again from the electorate saying, hey, why are we even going to the polls? Is that apathy going to be a problem come Monday? I think it's a problem on two fronts. Uh, one of them is uh, that a lot of people were distracted in the final stages of the summer, are starting actually to pay attention to the election a little bit late. Uh, there's also a lot of people who continue to be concerned about the COVID-19 pandemic, so they may not want to head out and cast a ballot on election day, and maybe uh, they forgot to ask for their mail-in ballot. So I think we could have a situation where the turnout definitely plays a role. Um, but it's also because there's really a competitive race happening. You know, we went through a situation here in British Columbia last year where the government essentially engineered its own demise and was able to really paint itself as very different from the opposition and ended up getting the majority that they wanted. We don't have the same situation here. I think a lot of Canadians who are actually paying attention to the election are looking at the other parties and not just as, as the Liberals as, uh, as uh, in a situation where they could get their own support. And, you know, this is far from the coronation that the Liberals imagined when they decided to do this a few weeks ago. We have seen uh, some polling, uh, the number going up for uh, Maxime Bernier and his People's Party of, of Canada. What are, what are your latest numbers on that and, and how could that uh, impact um, the Conservative voters? 
Well, uh, this is crucial for Erin O'Toole's chances. Um, we see uh, the People's Party of Canada at 5% at the national level, but climbing higher in Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan. Now, we could argue that if you want some of those seats as a conservative candidate two years ago with 60% of the vote, this is not going to affect you. Uh, but there are other parts of the country where that could actually play a role. I'm thinking about specific seats that the conservatives have in Ontario, also uh, some seats in the southern interior in British Columbia, where if the conservative vote is lower than it was in the last election, that could enable a liberal candidate or a new democratic candidate to win the race. Um, one thing is really important to remember right now about the voter for the People's Party. You know, they are known to be uh, very interested in civil liberties. They have been known to be protesting the vaccine mandates. Uh, are these the kinds of people that are going to wear a mask and cast a ballot on Monday? I think that remains to be seen. Interesting. Uh, some of your recent recent polling uh, took a look at um, 16 issues facing Canadians, ranging from, from health care to uh, reconciliation, seniors care, crime. And it, uh, it asked Canadians to kind of rank which leader they thought would be best in certain areas. And I'd like to go through, um, you know, some of this with you. And I wanted to start with uh, Justin Trudeau and, and the Liberals. Um, I'm curious to know where Trudeau and his party ranked the highest. Well, the one thing where they do remarkably well is COVID-19 management. We've been tracking this uh, at the national level for the past couple of years, and we see that there's still a high level of satisfaction with the way this has been managed. There's 36% of Canadians who think that Trudeau would be the best leader to handle the pandemic. Erin O'Toole is far behind at 22%. This is what they expected from the campaign. They expected it to be a referendum on COVID-19 management, going from door to door and from uh, campaign act to campaign act, saying that everybody who wanted to get vaccinated is already mm. vaccinated. And they haven't been able to connect on this file. So it's, it's really ironic in that sense that if this were actually a referendum of the COVID-19 pandemic only, the Liberals would have a majority, but uh, they haven't been able to connect as well on some of the other issues which are more prevalent for Canadians right now. Yeah, and and, and so for um, the Conservatives with Aaron O'Toole, I mean, it was nice to see over the past five weeks, I mean, some of the complaints going into this election was, we don't know who Aaron O'Toole is, we haven't seen him much, we haven't heard from him very much, or we haven't got to know him and what he stands for. We've seen a change in that over the past number of weeks. Where is he, where is he hitting home? with with voters in this poll? Well, the number one issue for O'Toole is the economy and jobs. 33% of Canadians looking at him as the best leader to do this. Uh, Trudeau is at 29%, Jagmeet Singh far behind with 15 there's also three other issues where he does very well. One of them is crime and public safety. And we know that this is a concern in the urban areas, particularly uh, here in BC and in, and in the GTA. Accountability and leadership, he's at 27%. And on energy and pipelines, he's also at 27%. So there's definitely a trend here developing. The conservative voter tends to be more mindful of energy and pipelines, uh, more willing to say that the liberals haven't done a good job mm-hmm. when it comes to leadership, more concerned about crime, and also the economy and jobs. So the idea right now for the next three days is to try to connect with other Canadians on this file. We know that the base is happy with Erin O'Toole. It took a while because a couple of months ago, his numbers with Conservatives weren't as great as they are. 
but he's heading into the final stages of the campaign with a big gender gap. Uh, we have significantly more women saying that they're going to vote for the Liberal Party or the New Democrats than those who would cast a ballot for the Conservatives. Uh, Mario Canseco joining me this afternoon. Mario, uh, foreign affairs hasn't been talked about much uh, during this this campaign. I mean, Afghanistan, of course, what happened there kind of put a little bit of a spotlight uh, on, on, foreign, on the foreign affairs file, but then it just kind of disappeared. Um, but there's some interesting numbers when it comes to Trudeau and O'Toole when it comes to that file. Tell us about that. Well, when we first asked this question a couple of weeks ago, Aaron O'Toole was doing remarkably well. He had a, a lead. Uh, he was almost tied with Justin Trudeau on this file. He was also doing very well on issues such as immigration. Now uh, Trudeau is again ahead. He's at 31 percent, uh, but mm. Aaron O'Toole is at 26 percent. Now, that being said, Usually incumbent prime ministers do very well on this because we have been able to see them going to places, shaking hands with the president of the United States. And Trudeau, after Angela Merkel, is the one who has been at the G7 the most. So we have gotten used to the idea that he's the one who represents the country internationally. This is the kind of question where in previous elections, Stephen Harper would be seven, eight, 11 points behind of whoever was leading the Liberal Party. Not so this time. I think O'Toole connected very well in the early stages with Afghanistan. And to have a five-point deficit with the prime minister certainly suggests that he's still doing it. Mario, boy, oh boy, the next couple of days will be interesting. And we'll all be sitting back and, and, and waiting to see what exactly happens on Monday night. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. My pleasure, Jelling, anytime. All right, Mario, joining me this afternoon, taking a look at those polling numbers. How are you feeling? I mean, a couple of days out. What's on your mind going into Monday's election? Let me know, 780-496-0063. A reminder, we will have full coverage of the federal election starting at 6 o'clock right here, Monday night, 6.30, Chad.